excited for everyone who's going. If you have not made that decision yet, if you're a high school or junior high student and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should go. Listen, this is your moment. You want to be at summer camp. It's going to be an incredible way to not only uh, hey, say summer, okay, summer was great, but I get to add this to summer. Uh, you want to be at summer camp. It's going to be incredible. There is no way that if you have any kind of barrier, anything you're like, oh, I just don't, please talk to us. We want to try to remove every single barrier there is so you can be at summer camp. You know somebody that should be there. Man, sponsor them and get their little behind there because it's going to be awesome. I mean, and they're going to have a great time. God's going to move. I can't highlight it enough. Summer camp needs to be something that we're talking about to every high school and junior high student because there's a lot of people that would love to trash a younger generation and say, well, they're not this and they're not this and they're not this. Instead of doing that, let's do something about it and give them something that they can raise up. Come on, everyone. You're, you, I mean, we're all like, oh, that generation, they don't do it like we did. They didn't do it like the no, 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 we're going to give them a chance to actually reach not only the potential that we see, but the potential that God sees in them. And so that's why it's so important for us to have this summer camp so God can move and change and do things in our younger generation that we have seen not only in ourselves, but also believing for for all of those high school and junior high kids. It's going to be phenomenal. So please just make a little note. Oh, this person, just as he was talking, I was thinking about them being, we want to make sure that they have Away. So right now, church, come on, would you gather with me? We're going to pray for summer camp right now. Father, we pray, God, for every, every single high school student and junior high student that's going to be there. Father, we're praying that, God, there would be an absolute impartation of your spirit, God, into their life. Father, I pray that, God, as they're having big questions to be answered, God, you would be the answer to every single one. God, that their faith would be stronger. God, their faith would feel like it's being built up by your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for every leader. God, that they'd be able to say the things that they need to say. God, that they'd be filled up as well as they go into that week. And, God, we're believing for miracles to happen in that that week. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody, come on, everybody said amen. Amen. The reason I'm so passionate about it is because I see a lot of people really passionate about talking about how bad it is looking for that generation. And it's ridiculous that we don't have more people in the church saying, oh, yeah, I, I see that it, there's some darkness that they're going to fight. But we've got some stuff right now that will be the answer. We'll got, we've got some things that will be the light in their life. And, the, and we're going to create a moment for our next generation. Come on, church, our next generation. Because we believe in them. So, I'm not going to say that. That's just going to make you sad. I'm not, I'm not going to. Some of you don't clap about this stuff because you're so worried about yourself. That you don't actually care about another generation. And, and, and I'm telling you, the thing that's going to unlock you is getting your eyes off yourself. The thing that's going to unlock the stuff that you're going through is stop thinking about yourself so much. God doesn't move in selfishness. His spirit doesn't move where there's selfishness. So, so, get, so we got to train ourselves, get our eyes off ourselves, and get ourselves, get our eyes on something that doesn't even affect us. Because you're, it's, I'm telling you right now, the people are clapping the most are the high school, junior high parents that are sending their kids. Thank God, please, do a move, move, 
God, I got nothing else. Move. You know, like they're fasting. They're believing, you know. But I'm talking about God does something real special when somebody doesn't have anything in the game. They say, I'm going to give to that. I'm going to make sure that that God's moving in this way. I'm, I'm excited for the miracles that are going to be happening here. Uh, everybody ready for church this morning? You're, that was just a little, just a little, just a ha-ha-ha. That wasn't even anything I'm going to talk about. You ready this morning? All right, I want you to give a huge, huge, huge shout-out to everybody watching online right now. Our whole online campus, we love you so much. We're so glad that you're watching uh, this morning. Sammy and Debbie Chester, we love you from Houston. We love you so much. Every single week they text me. All right, uh, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to continue with this, uh, with this talk. Uh, but I walked into that one we talked about last week. We're going to continue into Acts chapter 3, verse 5. We got a guy who can't walk. He is begging for money, ran into Peter and John, and something's about to happen. We know a lot of us who have been around church know that he's about to be healed. But a lot of people don't know this yet. So there is like, okay, what's about to happen? Verse 5, the lame man, because Peter and John, he just asked him for money. And Peter, John said, uh, Peter said, look at me. So whenever this guy heard somebody talk back to him, he's like, boom, I'm about to get some money. I'm, I'm about, finally, I'm going to, my first catch of the day, like trying, you know, he's trying to drum a business. This is all he could do. Okay, so uh, verse 5, the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting, everybody say expecting, expecting. Some money. I, I want to talk about expectation this morning for a little bit. Expecting some money. What, here's a good question to always ask yourself. What did you expect? What did you expect? Because I believe that our expectations have a lot to do with what God does in our life. Our expectations actually mix a lot into what God wants to do in our life. But I'm wondering why this guy was expecting money. He couldn't walk. Why didn't he expect a healing? He was next to a church. It was about to be a prayer meeting. Peter and John walked with this Jesus dude who he healed people. Why didn't he expect a healing? He, well, the Bible said he expected money. I, I think expectations in our life can be so tricky. And, and I'll say maybe one of the reasons he said this is uh, he expected money is because he, he was saying this in his mind. Maybe money won't heal me but it won't disappoint me. Maybe money won't heal me, but it won't disappoint me. Because the thing that will disappoint me is high expectations. Is believing for something that seems unattainable. And some of you have been burnt by having high expectations 
So what you've taught yourself is to lower your expectations. Because I don't want to, no one wants to live, come on, no one wants to live disappointed. So what life teaches you is to lower and to lower and to lower and to get to something that might not heal you, but at least it won't disappoint you. And so we've got a lot of people who aren't healed, and they would choose being not healed over being disappointed. Some of you are so scared of disappointment that you will choose infirmity. You will choose sickness. You will choose, well, at least I've been, because I cannot and I will not be disappointed. Because I, I just can't keep my expectations so high. Remember uh, a while ago, I don't know how long ago, but remember uh, when the only chicken sandwich we're talking about was Chick-fil-A. But then Popeyes came out. With, you guys, amen more for Popeyes. Thank you, God. All right, so Popeyes came out with that chicken sandwich, right? And it went crazy. Remember this? Some of you remember. Some of you remember. remember like you couldn't get it. Who? What? What? What chicken franchise runs out of chicken sandwiches? But like it was so popular, you couldn't get it. People were like, "I got Popeyes chicken. I got." It. They were posting, "I got one, suckers." You know, like it was like this gold thing. And so, like, they built it. It was built up. And then Popeye's came out. We can't. We, the, the need is too great. We can't. And you're like, what? You're a chicken franchise. What happened? You can have chicken fingers, but you can't have a I, Anyway. Uh, th they waited for so long. And then finally they announced, oh, we're coming back. We got all the chicken sandwiches. For, it was like somewhere in November of that year or whatever. I can't, And I remember, I'm like, dude, I'm getting one. I've, I, I, I want to see what all the hype's about. And I was so pumped. I got it, and I bit into it, and I was like, that's a chicken sandwich. The hype was so big, I thought it was going to drive me home and tuck me into bed. I, I thought it was going to sing me a song. I thought, I thought this thing was going to be so good. When I took a bite, I was like, you know what? I know I've got a lot of worries in my life, but they all seem to have gone, dissipated down a drain of chicken awesomeness that I can't even explain right now. I just need to take another bite. That's how I thought it was going to go. Too high of expectation. It's just a chicken sandwich. And then I started thinking, maybe, maybe my high expectation wasn't wrong. It was just placed in the wrong thing. Because you can't put that much weight on a chicken sandwich. Right? But some of you put that much expectation on your marriage, on your spouse. You put that much expectation on your church and on your pastor. And you put that much expectation on somebody who as you've been working with for a while or you put that expectation on your boss or you put that expectation on your kids and you can't believe that they're acting a fool. I and mean, I've told them 25 times that, this, that, that you put all these high expectations on all these different things and you're living your life so disappointed and then you realize maybe I should just lower my expectations. No, maybe you should understand where you're putting your high expectations because you might be putting it can't 
Your marriage can't handle the weight. Your kids can't handle the weight that, you, that you're putting too much expectation on. In my mind, it goes like this. Uh, Adriana Harper, can you guys come? Where are you guys coming? I don't even know where. Oh, yes, they're coming from that. Okay, so I had this little thing that went on in my mind. Give it up for Harper. She's so wonderful. Thank you for doing this, Harper. You're sweet. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Keep them in your hand. No, no, no. Come on, come on. All right. So he, now Adrian's pretty swole, and, he, and he's, he's, he's easy, Courtney. You have two kids. No more right now. Uh, okay. So, no. Stop. That's how start, things start. Okay. So <laughs> listen. Right? He can handle this. He's got the juice. All right? So give him a little something. Come on. Come on. Give him a little something. Yeah. Not just a pretty face and a voice. I tell you what, all right, so, uh, I mean, he can do that, like, he can do that, you can, come, come on now, yeah, come on, yeah, listen, oh, yeah, he's all day, I mean, he's all day, all right, now, it's getting heavy, okay, yeah, it's getting heavy, the, I mean, this is for real, for real, now, Harper, I want you to grab him, no, <laughs> no, no, don't, okay, yeah, don't let her have it, you guys got real nervous, why? Because that, <laughs> her toes, <laughs> that weight's not meant for her. That weight is not meant for her. You can see that real easily. Why do we not see that with some of the expectations that we put on people and situations? That it can't handle, your, your employees can't handle that kind of expectation. Your, 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 your job can't handle You guys did a great job. Give him a huge hand. Way, way to go, Adrian. Harper, you did awesome. Stop. Stealing focus. You cannot put that kind of weight. So, some of your expectations have been killing your marriage. And your marriage is trying to grab it as much as it can. But it can't hold that. Do you understand? This is, you put your high expectations in God, not money. You, you, oh, I'm expecting some money. No, the money can't heal you. Money can't hold that expectation. But God can. Why do we keep putting expectations in everybody else's hands except God? Why do we put all our high expectations when I just get married, when I finally start dating, when I finally get somebody to tell me, yes, when I finally walk into this kind of house, when I finally walk into this kind of bank account, when I find, no, none of those things can hold that kind of expectation. And you're wondering why things don't keep working out. And you're wondering why you feel stressed and feel broken and feel like you're holding up because you haven't put expectations where they belong. I don't know why we have higher expectations for a marriage and have lower expectations for God. We walk into church with hardly faith because we don't think God might do anything. And God's just sitting there saying, if you would put your high expectations in me, watch what I can do. I won't fill your pocketbook. I'll let you walk. Another thing that gets jacked up with expectations is the same thing. That he, he's, he's expecting some money. Some of us have expectations that we're just going to get stuff for free. We're, we're just expecting, oh, well, it's just, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's just going to be free. It'll just come into 
my, my life. God didn't do this to this guy. God didn't give him money. He gave him an opportunity. Because some of us want a payday, but God wants to give you an opportunity. Guess what happened after this guy got healed? What, what did he have to do? Get a J-O-B. Right? He, 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 right? All he knew was to get it free. But God healed him, and the next thing he had to do, I got, man, I got to find a job. I hope Popeye's is, is hiring. I, like, I got to find something to do because God, listen, God will do what we can't do, not what we don't want to do. God wants to work in your life. Some of you have been just waiting, God, just give it to me for free. And God says, no, I've blessed you with an opportunity. Now work. Now move. Now invite that person to church. Now start working on your marriage. Now go to that connect group. Stop whining about how bad your job is and start being a light in the middle of that job. Stop trying to be, oh, God, I'm just waiting for this thing or waiting for this wing or waiting for this wing and, and just expecting God to just drop it on you. But God has blessed you with an opportunity. God has healed you, did something that you could not do. Now walk. Now move. Now go into those situations that no, you could couldn't have done before. I know it might be hard, but God has blessed you with an opportunity. Don't push that aside and say, God, you got to do it all for me. When God said, man, I, I've done whatever the thing that you could not do, I've done it. Now move. God's not looking for robots. He's looking for partners. Right? He's looking for partners. But but sometimes we just push it away. And this is why people stay in their bitterness and they stay in their anger and they stay in their decisiveness and they stay in all of their, all of their junk because they don't want to be healed because they know what healing means. W-O-R-K. So God, I don't need healing. Just give me a couple bucks because I would much rather stay in this dysfunction than actually walk into healing. And I'm telling you, there's, there's a lot when you start messing with your expectations. Uh, that, verse 6, everybody ready? You're not ready. Are you, are you ready for this next? It gets even better and better as we keep getting on, okay? Verse 6 says this. It says, but Peter said, I don't have any money. I don't got any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. The, the truth of this verse lies in what Peter said, I'll give you what I have. Because we can only give people what we've got. So what do you have? Because what you have is what you will give. I, um, my wife, uh, sometimes, sometimes it'll be frantic. She'll be like, I need a charger, I need a charger, I need a charger now. My phone is dying. And I got, I got, and she does all her work on her phone, everything. I mean, a computer is like 
who uses a computer anymore. That's like my wife. She's like, what, whatever. I just do it all on my phone. Da, 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 da. And, and so she, so it, it dies quite regularly. And so she's always looking for a charger or something or how can I charge this? How? And I remember one time um, we were uh, traveling. She's like, I need a charger. I need a charger right now. And I had one charger. I had this charger. This little baby. And she said, I need a charger. Now, I had packed this in my bag. See, married people know what's about to happen. I, I packed this in my bag. Put this, th this was my backup. And, I'm, and she's like, I need that charger. And I'm like, because <laughs> you see how nice and little and petite it is. This baby can give you maybe half a charge. And so because of that, I'm like, because I can only give her what I got. But when you just have this much, a lot of times you don't give it at all. Right? And, and I think some of us, we're wondering, we're, we're, we're going through life and we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And there might be people that are reaching out to you. And they're saying, can you help me? And you're saying, I can only give you what I got. And some of us, really, we, I mean, we've got about this and maybe a little less. And that's why it's so hard for us to reach out to help anybody else. If you can connect to the right source, you'll have all that you need. But so many of us are scraping the bottom of the barrel and we're wondering why we can't serve or why don't I have enough energy for my family or why don't I have this, uh, this time I can spend with my spouse or why am I always irritated at my job or why am I always uh, so ready just to uh, give uh, the number one sign to somebody that I'm driving next to. Why, why am I so on edge? Why do I feel like I don't have anything left? Why do I feel like I'm always at the very bottom, it might be because it's a, not a giving problem, it's a filling problem. Because God has all that you need. But if you're, connect, if you're really connected to him, that's where it all starts flowing. Right? That's where it all starts flowing. But we're walking around like this. This is all I got. It's all I got. Get off me. It's all I got. Stop talking to me. Stop. No, no, no. Don't be asking me to volunteer. I got this. Take a volunteer. I got four kids and I got this. You got time for you? Oh, the boss asks you to. No, I don't need no responsibility. Change my paycheck. It's all I got. We walk around. With almost like this as like a flag to say, get away. I got nothing. Right? Because you can only give what you got. So you change your habit. Because some of us just get a little bit from church, right? Oh, that feels good. I'll be able to make it a week. Thank God he was, thank God he was on this morning, because I was sure off. And I'm just telling you, your family can't live off of my revelation. It needs to live off yours. 
I, 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 I get, listen, I get it. I've been praying for this Sunday. I'm ready. I didn't need worship. I was ready to go when, the mor- when we woke up. I, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's just me. But I know, listen, I can't be charging everyone. I got, just so you know, I got my, I got my own problems. I'm not, I'm not a superhero. I'm, I, I'm messed up. There's some thoughts that get in there that just sometimes are like, ooh, that's, you need a scrub. What's that? I, I'm just telling you. I, 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 so God, I need to get, God, wash this. Get, I know you love me. Thank you. Because sometimes I don't even love myself. God, I need help right now. Fill me up. I need that every day just for me. So it's so important that you get into a habit. Stop putting an expectation on somebody else to be God for you. Now I know, I, listen, there's nothing wrong with having people in your life. In fact, you need it so desperately. But somehow we've messed it up to where we, we say community, but what we're saying is I need a savior. And the moment we run to the end of ourselves, oh, I just need some good people around. Yes, that's so important. But even more than that, your relationship with God, what does it look like? Is it desperate like you're, running, like you're on 1% and you're like, I just got to get, I got to get plugged in. I don't, I don't need none of this. I mean, that's nice, but I need to get Plugged in. So you're, you're, it's a habit of worship. It's a habit of reading your Bible. It's a habit of being in church. It's a habit of having things in your life. It's a habit of having good people in your life. All of these things work together. And as they work together, guess what happens? You start getting filled up every day. God, just so you know, God's not silent. God's been speaking and God's going to continue to speak. It's just if we're listening. And so if we get in that moment, guess what? You're going to have more than you ever thought. You're going to have more generosity. You're going you're to have more peace. You're going to have more joy. You're going to have more uh, fulfillment in your life. You're going to have, uh, you're like, man, where, where is this coming from that I can respond to these people in this such a nice way? Because in, like two weeks ago, it would just been a respond of a backhand and like throat punch and but now I'm like nice and, and like and, and like we're having conversations. Where is this coming? Spirit of God is filling you up because you can give what you have. But you can only give what you got. So you can't fake healing. Right? I love what Peter and John said. Peter walked by and said, like, Yeah, money. Nope. Fresh out of that. But what I do have, I'm about to give you a whole truckload of this. Jesus. Healing. And the, and, the, and the great thing about giving somebody Jesus is Jesus will always heal the problem, not the symptom. Every single time. So this guy gets healed. Right? right, right look at, well, not, not yet. Peter said, get up and walk. 
And don't, don't we, a lot of times in church, mess this one up? I feel like this is one that can be easily messed up by me. I can say something. But then as a church, guess what? Our job's not done. Come on, you, you need to understand what being a church is about. It's not just saying words. The, it, it actually has a follow through here. So Peter and John, Peter says, get up and walk. And then the next verse, what do you do? Look at him. No, look, look what it says. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. This is so important as a church. This is so important as a follower of Jesus. That we understand that it's not just the words that we say. But some of us need to be the hand that reaches down and says, okay, God's healing you, but let me help you. And we don't realize that. A lot of times we don't realize how important it is to be that hand. And let me show you why it's so important how Peter did this. Okay. It says right here, Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. I want you to, uh, to really remember this piece. Took him by the right hand. The right hand. In, in biblical times was very significant compared to the left hand. The left hand was used for things that you did that were unclean and when you touched servants. That was the left hand. The right hand was used when you were greeting an equal. This man his whole life was looked at as somebody below everyone else, unclean. Don't touch him, you won't even be able to go in the temple. But Peter grabbed his right hand with his right hand, basically saying without saying, we're all the same. We all need Jesus the same. There is not one person who is better than anyone else. We are all the same. And when you understand that you are the same, guess what starts to die? Isolation. Because some of you have been living in isolation in your mind for far too long. You're like, they're all, everybody else's family's great. My family's terrible. Everybody else is running with Jesus, but I'm limping along. Everybody else knows all the answers, but I only have questions to God. Everybody else, feel God, God's so happy with them, but I feel like God is angry and mad at me. And you're feeling like I'm the only one. Everybody else is going with this thing. Man, look at their Instagram. Look at their Facebook. Man, they, everything looks so good. And the devil would love to have you believe that you're the only one. You're the only one dealing with this. You're the only one dealing with uh, not walking. Look at, look at everybody else walking as they go into a prayer meeting. Look, you're the only one who doesn't walk. And some of you have been living in isolation in your mind for far too long. You're around people, but in your mind, you're alone. And the enemy would love to just feed that lie over and over again. The boss loves everybody else but you. 
Everybody, when you walk into work, everybody's looking at you like you're the odd one out. And you live in isolation. You come to church and like everybody else has their group. I don't have anyone. Every, everybody else has people in their life. I don't have any friends. Oh, oh yeah, they're, they're the ones that's got it all together. Ah, man, I'm just messing up. If everybody knew what was going on, and, and the devil would love for you to live in isolation. And I want to let you know, this is one of the first things that helps you be healed, is when somebody else grabs you and says, me too. We all need Jesus. Come on, church. We all need Jesus the same. Some of us have been living in this isolation far too long. And the other thing that Peter did was he, he grabbed the right hand that says, we're, we're the same here. We need Jesus the same. There's no isolation here. And then what did he do? It said he helped him up. This is really important when it comes to healing. Where you've got to believe that where you are is not where you're going to be forever. That God has somewhere up for you to go. Come on, church. God has something up. God has something for you to go up to. Where you are right now, the thing that you're fighting right now, the thing that seems so big, the, th the thing that seems impossible, that thing right there, God has a place for you to come up from it. And I'm telling you, you mix those two together. I want to read that scripture again. Can you put that scripture up? It says this. Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did. As those two things became true in his life, as that happened, then the healing happened. But you've got to believe that I'm not alone and this isn't forever. You've got to believe that. We've got to believe. I'm not alone and this isn't forever. And in the moment that Peter grabbed his hand, he was saying, you're not alone and this isn't forever. In the moment that he had that in his life, as he did, healing started happening. I'm telling you, you've got to let that sink in. You've got to understand, I'm not alone and this isn't forever. I'm not alone and this isn't forever. I'm not alone and this isn't forever. In that moment, that that's when healing happens. I'm not alone, and this isn't forever. Some of you need to feel that grip on your arm. If you would, let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray in just a moment. But if you would, just close your eyes, and, and just you and God in this moment, I believe that God is speaking to all of us in this moment, speaking to so many who are watching online at this moment, that truth that you are not alone and this isn't forever. And God is reaching right into your life at this moment. But are you going to grab his hand and believe I'm not alone and this isn't forever? I don't know what that is. Is it a family thing? Is it a, a, a job thing, a financial thing? 
It may be a personal thing that you've been fighting for far too long. Come on, church. This is your moment. This is not anybody else's moment. This is your moment. If that's you, I, listen, come on, why don't we lift up our hands to God all over this room. If that's you, say, God, I, I'm, I'm putting my hand out there because I, I want to I, I say again, I'm not alone, and this isn't forever. <laughs>